That's right. We're getting down and funky on this one. Ooh, baby. Oh, I can't wait. We are going balls deep into the pornography industry. The highs, the lows, the sticky sweets right there in the middle, baby. Woo! I'm already getting worked up. I know you're going to get worked up. You're going to learn some stuff. You're going to figure out some stuff. You're going to say, I didn't know that. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. But mainly, you're going to be all worked up, honey. You're going to be turned on. You're going to be turned over. Ooh, baby, turned over and spread apart. Yeah, this episode, this episode is going to do you good. It's going to feel good. Oh, my goodness. You're going to take things from this episode and apply them to your day-to-day life. Oh, you're going to look at your lover, your wife, your girlfriend, your wife and your girlfriend, your, your little thing on the side, your fantasies, your, your yourself, your right hand, your left hand, it doesn't matter, your digits. And you're just going to apply this whole episode to it because we're talking about pornography. The world's, not the oldest profession, but it's part of the world's oldest profession. And oh man, it's going to get funky in here. I am recording this outside of a school. I'm not making that up. I'm in my van. I live in a van. You know that about me if you listen to this uh, podcast, everything on this small blue dot with me, Brandon Bishop. I live in a van and I record this in a van and I'm outside of a, I'm in a school parking lot talking about porn, my history with porn, the history of porn, the, the future of porn. Why is it such a big business? You know why? Because of boners. Yes. Man boners, lady boners, little kitty boners. I mean, how hard was it in the 80s and even the 70s and even the 90s to look at porn? You had to go to a porn shop and buy a VHS tape or really dig around in your dad's closet. That's the only way you could watch porn. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And now we're going to talk about the accessibility of porn these days. Oh, we're going to go funky like a monkey. We're going to whip it out, jam out with your clam out. Oh, man. Let's talk about pornography, baby. We need to talk about everything on this small room. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon Bishop. It is October something. It sure is feeling like October. I'm in a van, like I said, in the back of a school, and we're going to talk about porn, damn it. I may get arrested for this. Uh, One of you out there may turn me in and say, hey, he's outside of this Michigan elementary school at that talking about pornography. But this is educational. They should talk about this inside of that school right there. Why don't they? Why don't they? Hire me. I will tell these kids everything they need to know about sex, masturbation, porn, the sex industry, sex workers. Oh, my goodness. I bet you half these kids in here have OnlyFans pages to begin with. They got a fake ID. They got an OnlyFans page. They're jerking it into a camera. And there's other people out there paying to see it. And you know what? If they can get away with it, fine. It's their body. Maybe not fine if they're under 18. I think there should be a limit. I don't think kids should be online jerking it and, you know, banging each other and making money for it. It's horrible. 
I mean, there's a great industry for it. Trust me, they'd make a lot of money if they could get away from it. There's a lot of creepers out there. I am not one of them. I don't, I never understood the pedophile. That'll be a different episode, but I never understood the pedophile mindset. What is there possibly that a child could turn you on? I don't, is it a control thing? Is it like, uh, you know, the virgin territory thing? I not, nothing about kids turns me on. Kids are freaking horrible. I hate kids. If you're under 30, I probably don't like you very much. Sorry if you're under 30. You'll understand when you're not under 30. Actually, most people under 40 I don't like very much. Sorry, people under 40. You'll understand when you're over 40. Trust me on this. But we're not talking about generational hatred. We are talking about porn. Oh, baby, we're going to get, oh, man. And I didn't mean to turn you on with that intro, with that sexy, funky porno music from the 70s. I know that's going to spark some people to have flashbacks to when there was so much fur. Oh, God, the fur. Huh. I just had a flashback. Oh, my God. Let me tell you the first time, the first time, I ever saw porn. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know what it was until I realized what I saw later. This is also the first time I got into pro wrestling and the Three Stooges in comedy. This was really, really, um, what would you call that? It's a foundation builder. This old black and white 13-inch TV I had in uh, you know, my mom's house, whatever, in Detroit. We were poor. Uh, I don't know how I was lucky to have a black and white 13 inch TV in my room. I, I, and here's the thing, you know, I'm talking about, I'm six, five, seven, whatever. Hindsight is always a little, you know, interpretive. So I don't know if I'm making shit up. I don't, but I remember this stuff pretty pristinely, but the details may be foggy. It's, um, I had this little TV. There was like a screwdriver on the top of it. Instead of an antenna, the antenna was broken, and it was like aluminum foil, I think, and just to get the signal to work the antenna, you know, it was uh, it was a piece of shit. We didn't have a lot, but I was very grateful to have that TV. And I remember when you pulled the knob, <laughs> we'll talk about that later as well, but when you pulled the knob of the television, it made this sound like a thump, thump. It's like a T-H-E-E-N-D is how I would spell that sound. Thunt, followed by a popping and a sizzling sound of the, the tubes warming up of this television. I'm an old son of a bitch, dude. I'll be 50 this month. I will be 50 in like 20 days. That's insane to me, okay? I don't feel it. I certainly don't look it. I'm an extremely good guy. I could do porn right now. Huge penis. Um, I'm not going to, though I have. <laughs> I have a story about that as well. Um, Anyway, before we get into the porn, I always like to start off with a couple minutes about what I'm doing and how I'm doing. And uh, this podcast, everything on this small blue dot with Brandon Bishop is derived of the former Brandon Bishop podcast, where I just kind of talk about my days and my adventures and my travels and van life and things like that. Well, I've separated all of that. The van life podcast, living in a van with Brandon Bishop, that is uh on hold right now until I get back on the road. I'm in Michigan taking care of the mom, taking care of her husband who's uh, dealing with health issues. I'm where I'm supposed to be. 
But for the last four days, I have been all over the central United States, basically. Uh, first, I left about five days ago, headed down to West Virginia to uh, meet with a distributor for my movie, Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure. Uh, yes, I filmed the movie all over the country. It's a Route 66 comedy, hard luck comedy. Uh, they don't make movies like this anymore. I keep hearing that from people. A lot of people say it's the funniest movie they've seen in 15 years, 20 years, and I love hearing that because I agree. Yes, I wrote it, filmed it, produced it, put it together. Um, I am even in the movie a little bit, but I just, uh, I love hearing it from other people that are like, dude, that's just an incredible movie. So anyways, I went down to the distributor. We got the poster art done, the CD art done, the disc art done. We got it on a bunch of different streaming platforms. We're making Blu-rays and DVDs and got all the legal stuff done and had a great time with Gary Vincent with Burning Bulb. Look up burningbulb.com. And uh, if you've got a book you want to get published or you got a movie that you want to get out there, hey, talk to Gary, man. He's extremely fair and he's a hard worker. And I'm very grateful I made that stop down there because we got so much done. I had to do uh, closed captioning, which is the worst thing. Anybody who makes a movie that has to do it themselves will tell you it is the worst freaking thing on the planet. <sighs> but anyways, after that, uh, headed down to, um, I stayed in West Virginia. Gary has a little house that he said, here, stay here. I'm like, awesome. So I stayed there. Then I went down to um, Morristown, Tennessee, hung out with Vinny, the star of Vinny's fantastic rock and roll adventure. I love him, Vinny Vineyard. I love his wife, Julie Vineyard, his daughter, Greta, their dog, Demo. I love them all. They are my extended family. I love staying with them. Um, I sleep in the van when I'm out there, but still I'm in their parking lot. And I, I honestly miss them already. And I hate I hate saying, I'm always saying goodbye, man. I hate that. I'm always saying goodbye to somebody. <sighs> anyway, um, I just left last night. We did a movie premiere party at the Chatterbox Tavern in um, Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. I always want to say Knoxville, Kentucky, but that's not, that's not it at all. But Knoxville, Tennessee, we did a movie premiere party. About 50 people showed up. It was a lot of fun. We showed uh, the Vinny movie. We showed uh, another movie that Vinny... And Luke Walker created together called Camp Smokey, like a little horror movie about Smoky Mountain shit. Uh, also very good. And look these things up. Vinny's Fantastic Rock and Roll Adventure is available right now on my network, Asai TV, spelled A-S-Y TV. You can get Asai TV on Roku, and you can get Asai TV at ASYTV.com. It's five bucks a month. You got Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Prime, Plus, Plus. You got all that crap. You can afford Asai TV Hundreds and hundreds of hours of all original television shows and movies that I myself have filmed and produced. We don't take outside stuff. We got some stuff that Vinny and Luke have done. We got a couple little things from independent people, but 98% of it's stuff that I filmed with my cameras. So uh, if you like listening to this podcast, which last week, 1.8 thousand, man, 1,800 uh, is the average what we got. I don't know if it's more now, but I hope it is. Uh, for the Halloween episode, that's awesome. Thank you for listening. I don't know who you are. You never interact with me, people. I've reached out to the uh, the podcast server, and I said, are these numbers right? And they were like, yeah, that's all the platforms combined. Yeah, you're doing about, 
between 1300 and, and 2000 every single episode. I'm like, how? Nobody gets on Facebook and says anything. Nobody requests things. Nobody has, like, I get questions, but that's about it. Not that many. It's weird, man. So, um, right, yeah, just get on the website on Facebook. Everything on this small blue dot with Brandon Bishop. Go to the Facebook page, like it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, get a Psy TV. It's, like I said, five bucks a month, ASYTV.com. Watch that movie. Camp Smokey will be on there soon. There will also be DVDs and all that shit that's available real soon. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Had a great time at the party last night. Um, thank you again to Vinny and Luke and the Chatterbox, my friend Brittany, Amber, and everybody who showed up. That was really fun, man. Um, just nice to get out. I've been kind of a caretaker for a while. Um, I've been a caretaker, an Uber driver, a ship shopper, uh, a nurse, uh, <laughs> a chef. I've been all these things for the parents, and I'm grateful that I can be that. And, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. I just literally just got back, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's Saturday. It's already freaking 530. I've not done everything on this small blue dot yet, so it's going to be a little late coming out. But shoot me in the head if it bothers you that much. I don't think it will. I'm grateful you're tuning in, and uh, hopefully me being a little bit totty doesn't hurt those numbers I was just talking about. I've not even been back to see my mom. I'm right down the street from where she lives. I've not been able to see her. I'm parked at this school, and again, talking about pornography. One thing I've not been able to do at my mom's house, because it just doesn't do it for me, is pornography. I've not jerked off once, man. I'm backed up, man. I have got to do something with these pipes. I've got to clean them out. It's a medical issue at this point. I'm not going to do it at a school because that's just weird. I don't want to get caught. And then I'm the guy who got caught jerking off at a school to you porn or to porn hub on his phone. Damn it. Ah, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to jerk off in my mom's bed. I just don't want to. It does. I just don't. I can't feel it. Even if, if I wake up with a boner, I'll be like, all right. And I'll play that music. And get boom. Here we go. Get the hands nice and warm, you know. And then my mom will sneeze or, you know, Ron, her husband will cough or, you know, something. And then I'm done. I'm like, nope. It, it, I, go, I go south faster than the birds at this time of year, okay? <sighs> Pornography, though, man. Woo, baby. Oh, I love porn. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I like porn. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to be one of these evangelical, oh, the devil make the porn. Oh, Lord. If you watch porn, you're going to go to hell and burn. No. Those people watch porn. Those people watch gay porn. Those people are gay. Ted Haggard, holy shit, preached against uh, homosexuality, preached against pornography, was blowing his dudes, like his chiropractor or whatever, massage therapist, was having sex with him. Hypocrites! All these people against porn are freaking hypocrites! Jesus wouldn't masturbate. I guarantee you, if there was a Jesus, which I highly doubt, that guy was, I'm Jesus, I'm a nasty Jesus, yes! I guarantee you Jesus was jerking off. How could he not? If there was a God up in the sky, would he in have invented the possibility? Would he have given us these wonderful things called hands to jerk off, to peel the chilies, to milk the moisture missile? Would he, would he have done that if it wasn't in his divine plan? Huh? Isn't that how you guys explain everything? 
It's God's will. Okay, it's God's will for me to jerk off a lot. Once a day if I can. I would love to. It's going to be like a freaking fire hose shooting marshmallow cream when I finally get around to it, okay? It's going to be brutal. Wherever I go, I hope there's a whole lot of wet naps, maybe a roll of paper towel, and nobody watching. It's going to be ugly. I may moan, oh, my God. But I watch porn. I always have. So have you. Old, young, black, white, yellow, green, red, purple. Who gives a shit who you are? You polish the knob with your own hand. Yes, you do. I don't care if you got a dick or a vagina. I mean, that's pretty much what we're given, a dick or a vagina. I know, there's all the middle ground now. Whatever. Whatever you got down there that feels good, you play with it. Sometimes you do it in public when no one, you think no one got your hand in your pocket. Like, ooh, God damn, that feels good. Yeah. That's what it sounds like when I jerk off. Uh, <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. Uh, I was jerking off right now. Listen. Okay, I'm not going to jerk off in school. There could be a camera like peeking right through my windows. Like, what's that guy doing in there? Oh, my God, he's jerking off. Call the police. And then I'm that guy. I'll be that guy on freaking Channel 7 News in Detroit. Yeah, this guy was recording a podcast and masturbating in the school parking lot. Yeah. His name is Brandon Bishop. There's a big picture of me like, ooh. Oh, man, I can't let that happen. I can't. I can't let it happen. Okay, so anyways, back in the 1970s, I would watch... Laurel and Hardy, no, let, let me change the orders of these. Three Stooges is what I would watch, okay? I loved the Three Stooges in the 70s when I was a kid. Who didn't? Who doesn't to this day? They're masters. They were gods of comedy, and they're kind of a gimmick now, but they're right up there with the best comedians in the world, best actors in the world for me. Love the Three Stooges to this day. After the Three Stooges, you listening? This is at night on the Canadian Broadcast Channel, because back then you got ABC, NBC, PBS, um, CBS, there was no Fox, and then you got the Canadian Broadcast Channel, and then like one weird channel that never came all the way unscrambled. But the Canadian Broadcast Channel, since I was in Detroit, was right across the Detroit River. We got it, and it was good, and it was mostly terrible programming. But at night... Three Stooges. Couldn't wait. And I imagine it was at like a reasonable hour, like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that. Because I think at midnight, like, like the channels would all go off and you'd play the national anthem in the United States and I guess the Canadian national anthem, uh, Oh, Canada, at midnight, and then it goes to static. Um, that was a thing, kids. There was no cable TV. There wasn't, okay? No, you had a knob that you'd twist. Tink, 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 tink. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I had a knob I would twist, too. No, I wasn't jerking off back then. I didn't even know you could really do that. I wish I did. I wish I would have got an earlier start. Anyway, um, yeah, you turn on the TV, fire up. A little dot would form in the middle of the screen, and that would get bigger, and then you'd get a scrambled signal until you messed with the antennas. And I don't know what time Three Stooges come out. I remember it being dark. After that, though, after I got my Three Stooges fixed, which I'm, I don't know, a half hour or whatever, Laurel and Hardy or, um, Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello would come on for probably another. I always wanted Laurel and Hardy. I, I, like, I like them a lot more than Abbott and Costello. And I know I'm getting to the porn. Okay, hang on. 
After that, that's where I discovered pro wrestling, all-star wrestling. I think it was the WWF program, and it was, you know, Dusty Rhodes and Bob Backlund and superstar Billy Graham and, all, you know, all these Mr. Fuji's and Tony Allen. It was, you know, all these wrestlers from that time frame. There was kind of like a highlight show. And I loved it. I fell in love with wrestling. And after that, I didn't see wrestling again until, like, the 80s when Hulk Hogan took over the world with Vince McMahon. So I'd watch wrestling. I don't know how long that was, half hour, hour, don't, I don't remember. But after the wrestling, and I'm not making this shit up, on the Canadian broadcast channel, let's say it all started at, like, 7 o'clock, half hour of Three Stooges, half hour of Lauren Hardy or Oliver or Abbott and Costello, as an hour, so it's eight o'clock. And then you get into, like, let's say there was a half hour of wrestling, 8.30. Around nine o'clock, I think it was, Canadian broadcast channel, CBC, would play softcore porn. I am not making this up. I just remember looking at it and going, oh my God, there's naked people, hairy, hairy bushes people. Hairy guys, too. Just hair. That's all I remember was freaking hair. Like, so much hair. Like, oh, my God. I am a ball shaver, man. I don't like hair down there. I don't like the perpetual jungle where somebody has to sift through. I, I don't want that. Anybody to see, like, a big, hairy bush, like, surrounding my massive dong. I don't want... <laughs> I, I, I'm not a hair guy, man. If Honestly, I like the hair on my head. And anything from the neck down can just go. I don't care about it. I, it's whatever. I once had one of my friends look at my legs and go, you got the perfect amount of hair on your legs. And then I called them things you're not supposed to call people these days anymore. But anyway, oh, I'm not a hairy guy. But back then, man, hair was it. Oh, yes, it was. There was a lot of freaking fur, man. Oh, man, the fur. You couldn't defer the fur. It was this hair. And that's what I remember on the CBC at night watching in the dark. And I would quickly turn that off. I would change the channel first and then I would turn it off because I didn't want to get caught looking at naked people. Now, I was really crafty too watching this TV. I don't think I was supposed I remember them, my mom or somebody telling me to turn it off at one point and then I would turn it back on and I would put like towels or something at the bottom of the door because there was a wooden floor and I didn't want the, the glare to show under the door, you know, you could see that. But I, uh, you know, I'd watch TV all night. And, but when that shit came on, I turned it off because I didn't want to get caught watching porn. I didn't even know what it was called. I didn't know it was called porn. I was five or six years old, man. It's the seventies. Okay. Anyway, that was my first time ever seeing porn. I didn't know it exists. I didn't even know what it was called. Simple as that. Ah, <sighs> I rediscovered it from my stepdad. <laughs> he had all these magazines, man. He had like a lot of them. I still have one of them. I'm not going to lie to you. There's, I, there's a reason for it, too. I have a Perfect 10 magazine, and there was this girl named I-N-N-A. I think she was Ukrainian or, or Russian or something, just Polish, which is my jam. Like, like the Baltic women, Polish, Ukrainian, and Asian women. That's my jam, man. I'm sorry. I love rocker chicks, too. I love 
you know, I like I like a personality at this point. But you know, if if I'm going solely by my shallowness and my and and looks, then I am going straight for this Inna girl or Anna, whatever. Oh, and then years later, I dated a Polish girl named Anna, and she was equally as beautiful. And I miss her. And if she's listening, um, I love you. Okay, let's talk about porn. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have made one with her. God. Oh, we'll talk about that a little bit later too, man. Oh, and then you know when you reach the age of reason of boners and noticing women and oh my God, boobs are the best thing in the world, right? You you get to that twelve, thirteen year old. I think I was like eleven or twelve, and you're just like oh, I have boobs. And in the eighties, man, everything was, you know. Just sexy women everywhere, you know, with their big hairy bushes and their big tits and their big flat asses and their big bangs and their hair and everything. When crazy makeup, the 80s were nuts. Everything was sexualized, like the rock videos on MTV. I used to play the red light, green light game, which I call it now. Uh, I didn't call it it back then. It was just kind of like, don't jerk off to the bands. But on MTV, every band that I like had a video with some girl on there who was just at that point unfreaking believably sexy as hell and that was porn for me because porn was not easily accessible you could not find porn i was hanging out with steven piercy recently from rats uh, a couple years ago and i told him straight up man i i probably jerked off to you at least once or twice <laughs> by accident not because I thought you looked like a hot chick. No, you'd have these beautiful women in your videos, and I'd be going to town. Oh, yeah, it's a, I'm a nasty Brandon. I'm a nasty Brandon. And then the band comes back on. you got to stop. You wait. You wait. And then the girl comes back. Oh, there she is. Oh, I got to I'm a nasty Brandon. I'm a nasty. Oh, God, I'm so nasty. Oh, there's the band again. Oh, that shit would go on for hours, man. It's probably why now I can last it during sex for like Four minutes. I am a god now. No, I'm kidding. I can go on forever. It's really weird. Um, sometimes very much too long, and uh, that's been a problem. Anyway, um, but back then, I would just stop and start and stop and start. Stop. I didn't want to jerk off to the bands. I was never a gay guy. Sorry, gay guys. I'm just not on your team. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you, but I'm not, I'm not gay. I didn't want to jerk off to the band. So, oh, my God, though, if there was a female band, like a Bangles or a Go-Go's or a Vixen, ooh, that was perfect. That was perfect, unless they had some dude in there, you know, like, oh, God, I must have jerked off to Madonna like a thousand times. Oh, geez. But between, you know, MTV and my dad's magazines, um, that was good. That was a good start. And then I found my dad's VHS tapes. Now, let me tell you the work that I put into not getting caught jerking off to my dad's VHS tapes. I always either skip school or I would, I, I didn't like school very much. I just did whatever I, you know, I, sometimes I'd get off the bus and just walk home, it, it, whatever. But when I got home, you know, it was go time, man. I didn't want to do anything else. I'd play with my little wrestling action figures. I'd play with all my toys. I'd have GI Joe versus freaking Transformers versus the wrestling guys versus Star Wars versus all kinds of stuff. We had a big war. It was a lot of fun. And it was, um, but between all the toys and everything, it was freaking go time. It was jerk off time, man. I was banging everything in the house. I was. I was banging everything in the freaking house. 
like Louis C.K. made a joke, and it and I was mad at him for making this joke because it was my joke. You know that little like I'd put my dick in the refrigerator and close it a little bit, not hard, but you know it was nice and cool inside, and it had that little like accordion rubber, like I think fridges still have it, like that would and it would just felt. It, I didn't get off on it, but it just felt. I'd put my dick in there. I would warm up different foods, pizza, watermelon, whatever. Warm it up in a microwave and put that on my dick. Anything, anything. I, I would fuck the, the little crease and the pillows in the couch. I was fucking everything. And so did you. So did you. Absolutely you did. I lost my virginity at 13. That's another episode. Um, but that just made it worse. That just made it worse. I lost my virginity to three different girls at the same time. And there's a dude there, but we never did anything to each other. We went out in the woods and played Double Dare. Like every day for an entire summer. Uh, it started off simple. Show me yours. I'll show you mine. They're all like two, three years older than me too. I just happened to be the neighborhood kid that was cute and had long hair and the girls liked me, whatever. Um, two girls' names were Di Danielle. I remember that. And one girl's name was Charlotte. And which is weird. That's, that's my daughter's name now. Ugh. She was a redhead and the other girls were blonde. And um, we just go out into the woods and it started off simple. Like I said, show me yours. Oh, look, there's boobies. They didn't even have boobies, but oh my God, it's a girl's chest. Um, you know, and I remember one of the Danielles, she had really nice boobs. And uh, Charlotte was a real just perverted little kid, man. Oh my God. I think she was only like a year older. She was like 14, but she was in on everything. And uh, that's where I first heard the term screw. I remember she's like, do you want to screw? And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what the terminology, I'm 13, guys. I, I, I was probably barely turning 14 at that point, but I was still 13. I remember that. And it was just, we'd go out into the woods, and we just, it, like I said, show me yours, show me mine. Oh, I'm going to touch yours. Oh, I'm going to jerk you off. Oh, I'm going to put a finger in you. Oh, everything just started going crazy. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we're actually having sex. You know, we're, I, saw these, you know, things in magazines and on VHS tapes. And, you know, we're trying all the, I saw this thing. Like, okay, let's do that. Like, okay, this is fun. Holy shit. This is really fun. Oh my God. I didn't, you know, nothing was even really coming out at that point. You know what I mean? It was just, you, you would feel good, but you know, I was getting blowjobs from two girls at once when I'm 13. This all explains a lot. Okay. And I wish I had video of all that stuff. I don't know why I don't want to watch a bunch of kids fuck, but was that rape? Was I raped like a lot? I was very willing. So I don't know. It was probably Sagittary something, but we were all minors. You know, they were just a couple years older than me. Anyways, that was going to be another episode. Now I don't have to do that one. <sighs> but pornography, man, I was fucking everything in the house. And then after that, that summer that we were, Brian moved away, Charlotte got in trouble for it. Um, one of the girls committed suicide, one of the Danielles. And I don't know what the other happened to the other Danielles, but, um, yeah, after that, I didn't see any part of the female anatomy or touch a girl. Maybe a couple kisses here and there, but I did not touch anybody for three freaking years. Imagine, imagine getting everything you wanted every single day for two months in the woods, outside of your house, whenever you wanted it, <laughs> and then getting cut off, and then three years go by without getting anything. When I was 16, I met this girl named Lisa, and then we just did every freaking possible thing in the world. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, um, and then it just went crazy up until like a year and a half ago, two years ago, where 
Now I'm back to not seeing any part of any vagina and I'm cool with it. <laughs> it's fine, I'm good now. I've, I've had my share. Anyways, back to porn. It was just really hard. It was really hard. I remember uh, cable signal, uh, like, cause cable would have the Playboy channel or whatever and you know, Skinamax and all that good stuff. But those were scrambled. Those, those were scrambled. They, you couldn't get them. So we had these big black boxed uh, remote controls for the cable company and we'd try to move the up and down buttons until we unscrambled the cable thing, the, the, the pay-per-view channels, which you never could. You see an elbow and think it's a boob and that's enough for me though. I'm a nasty Brandon, yeah. Oh, I'm so nasty. But I had my dad's VHS tapes. I still own those. I took those. Um, <laughs> and I still have that magazine, but it's nothing like it is today. Uh, then I got cable in my room. Like, I was pretty spoiled. I had a nice little TV. I'm a teenager at this point, 15, 14, whatever. I had a TV entertainment center. I had a couch that I could fold out into a bed, but I normally slept on the couch. And I had HBO. I had freaking Showtime. And at night, it was go time. Oh, yeah, I'm a nasty Brandon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember there was a, a lot of shows like Real Sex on HBO. I think that was back then. But there was a lot of softcore stuff, and I would record that on a VHS tape and just have my own tapes so I can go back and just, oh, yes, oh, yeah, um, whenever I wanted to. Uh, the Emmanuel series, do you remember that? The Emmanuel series. It was, um, God, it was like these shows. There was this girl, and she'd just go around getting fucked is basically all it was. It was straight porn, softcore porn, but uh it was porn nonetheless. It's all it took. I mean, a boob. One boob. Not even two boobs. Just one boob was enough for me back then. I was like, oh, yes, it's a booby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was so hard, though, to find porn. I remember jerking off to Monty Python. There was naked girls on Monty Python. Benny Hill. There was um, Bizarre, that show. There was a lot of boobs kind of readily accessible boobs. Hell, National Geographic would go talk to some tribe out in the middle of Africa and, you know, they have these big plate necks and bones in their nose and everything, but they're in butt naked. I'm like, oh, I don't know, but okay, I got to do it. It's a boob. I got to do it. Uh, God. Yeah, it was um, not as hard as I'm remembering it being to find porn because either way I was jerking off non freaking stop as a kid and it was porn and it was music videos and magazines and just you know like i said the vhs tapes oh my god those vhs tapes that i found i remember one of them and it's still an ongoing joke between me and my friend chris my old bass player it was called uh, genital hospital genital hospital and it was really funny uh, it was funny. It was meant to be funny. I'd still jerk off to it. Like, oh, it's funny, but you know, there's, there's some sex going. I got to get it. I'm a dirty Brandon. Yeah, it was just uh, funny. It was like this cop and these two nurses, and the cop's like, no, stop. I'm an officer of the law. You know, just shit like that. It was great. I wish I – do I still have that? I don't think I still have that. I, I'm sure it's on freaking porn or something, or why do I say porn? Pornhub. porn is another one, though, right? Oh, great. I'm going to get on Pornhub real quick. Hang on. I'm about done talking about... Oh, jeez. Pornhub. Free recommended porn. Ooh, massage porn. That's cool. Oh, damn. These girls are amazing. Close-up blowjob porn. Okay, we're going to talk about the different kind of things. We're going to go through this 
But I really want to see if they have Genital Hospital on here because that shit was great. I will send a link to that to my old buddy Chris. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing here? I thought you might want to see this. Genital. Uh, nope, nothing comes up. All right, well, shit. But anyways, that's my connection from jerking off to the Sears catalog to, like I said, you know, all the music videos. You could not not jerk off to MTV back in the day. That is why it was so popular. Yeah, the music was great. The videos, yeah, cinematic masterpieces. No, we were jerking off to it. That is why. That's why. But let's fast forward to, I don't know, this morning. I'm looking at something right now called Pornhub. And it's free. And it's on a little device that I'm holding in my hand. Listen how quick this goes. Listen. Look at this. I don't have a very good signal here, but people at work. Make your sex experience using your imagination. In this game, the girls are oh, there a, for your pleasure. Oh, there's an ad. Hang on. Skip ad. What are we watching here? Um, swap. I want to know what a dad dick looks like. What? Family swap. I love my new family. These are all like splash. Okay, there's some really hot girl. It's like first person stuff. Ooh, she's got a good accent. I'm going to get a boner off of this, aren't I? I don't want to get a boner. Oh, yeah, like you're really going to fight that. Dude's got a massive dong. Oh, she's on it. There she goes. Oh, damn, okay. I'm watching this right now in my van in the, <laughs> behind a school. Sorry, kids. Um, this, to think that I could do that back in the 80s would be nearly impossible to comprehend. We've come so far. I'm not going to talk about you know the wonders of technology, even though we could. Uh, but porn, out of any industry, out of any product out there, has really changed and advanced with the times They've probably invented things that other realms and other industries use. Porn is always at the forefront of every technological. It was there with VHS. It was there with the old freaking black and white. You know, you had to crank him with your hand and play a piano in the background. They had porn back then, too. It's nuts how much porn is just they got DVDs and then it moves to, you know, they probably got porn Blu-rays. And now it's on all these streaming networks and everything. It's on everything. They've got the Playboy channel, the Penthouse channel, the Hustler channel. There's porn everywhere. There's stores dedicated to porn. You could order porn online, probably on Amazon. I mean, <laughs> you've got to give it up to the porn industry. How did it get so big, though? I mean, honestly, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you something right now. Walmart, okay, has an annual revenue of about $572 billion. That is Walmart. There are 10 Walmarts in every major freaking town, okay? And at least two in every small town and one in every little city, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Target, $109 billion a year. McDonald's, $25 billion a year. Amazon, $538 billion a year. The NFL, the NBA, the uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, 
None of those compare to porn. Porn's right up there with them with $120 billion a year spent on porn. That's awesome, though. That's great, man. Because for decades, the religious zealots, the hypocrites have been threatening to shut the porn industry down. All you did was make it bigger, you dumbass. But how did porn become so incredibly huge? I mean, the church groups have been fighting it and telling us it's satanic to rub your genitalia. Oh, Jesus wouldn't like that at all. No. Well, that's a surefire way to make... to make people do it. If anything, the church, the evangelicals who love Jesus, they love Jesus. You know, the ones that are jerking off underneath the freaking, uh, what do you call that thing? The, the preacher stands up, the pulpit or whatever. I don't know. They're jerking off. They're all jerking off. By putting it down, you're going to make the masses gravitate towards it. That is what happened. Sex scandals in a religious hierarchy. Are you kidding me? I bet the Pope himself is jerking off. Like I said, everybody with a dick is jerking off. Everyone with a clit has been brick it, brick it, brick it down. I guarantee it. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not shaming them for doing it. I'm calling them hypocrites for fighting against it when they're really going brick it, brick it, brick it down. Yeah. That's what they're doing. If you're beating your meat, your meat, or rubbing it out, if you're going to rock out with your cock out, jam out with your clam out, if you're going to do that and you're by yourself and enjoying it or with somebody who doesn't mind watching you, whatever, who gives a fuck? Why would you fight against something that feels good and it's fun? Now, if you're like, you know, me right now at a schoolyard, okay, it's a Sunday, it's a Saturday, people. School's closed. There's no kids out here. Nobody's here. It's a completely empty parking lot. It's quiet. That's why I'm here. There's no kids, okay? If there was kids in this playground over here, I would not be here talking about porn. I would not be here at all, okay? Now, if you're one of those people that are here when school is in session and you hear the school bells and there's kids in the fucking playground and all that stuff and you're jerking your shit, you should be shot in the dick. Yes, in the dick, And I'll say a dick because women don't normally do things like that, okay? Every pervert who's ever been caught jerking off in a schoolyard, that's a dude, okay? It's a guy with a dick. And they deserve to be shot in the dick because you're pedophile trash and you suck. Got it? Got it. There are so many different kinds of porn. and But before we get into the porn, I got to take care of some business, and no, when I go do this, I'm not going to rub one out. I, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm in an informative mood. I'm here to, 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 I'm not here to shoot webs. I'm here to shoot information all over your face. Okay? So I'm going to do that. But right now, I think you know what I got to do. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. We're going on a pee break. It won't take too long. We're going on a pee break. I've got to drain the dong. We're gonna thank our sponsors. They're the best, and that's a fact. A jiggly wiggly pee break. And then we'll be right back. We're going on a pee break. We're going on a pee break. We're going on a pee break. 
a jiggly wiggly pee break. We're going on a pee break. Let me tell you about Road Pro. I don't know why I needed the sexy porn music for this, but maybe it's because Road Pro's pretty damn sexy. What is Road Pro? What are the Road Pro family of brands? Road Pro is a sponsor that I went after. I sought after them. I chased them down until they started giving me stuff because I love Road Pro products. It was innocent enough. I would, there I was. I was on Amazon looking for stuff for the van. You know, I live in a van and I'm like, what can I do? How can I cook? How am I going to do this van life thing? I got to cook. I love to cook. I'm a great cook. And then there, there it was. There was this little lunchbox thing. It's right here. I got it in a van. I keep it near me. It was a little black lunchbox and now they got it. It's in green and it plugs into your 12 volt plug like right in your van or in your jackery, like this jackery here. And that's how you power it. And then you put a little tin pan in there. You put some food in that tin pan, whatever you want to cook. You drive an hour down the road, you open up this little lunchbox looking thing from Road Pro, and guess what? You can eat it. It's a little portable oven that looks like a lunchbox. It's got a little handle and everything. It's really cute. It latches shut. You plug it into a 12 volt. It works off a of 12 volt power. You know how hard it is to find items that actually work with 12 volt power? You can't find those people because they don't exist. That is why Road Pro is so sexy. And it's not just that though. They've got all kinds of stuff. They got electric blankets and fans and they got all kinds of cooking accessories. I got the, the roaster just a couple weeks ago. That little 12 volt roaster is amazing. The 12 volt slow cooker is amazing. The saucepan, the frying pan. They gave me a heater. They gave me a little power unit from their Powerline brand. Road Pro is awesome, and I need you, I need you so bad to get on Amazon, look up Road Pro and Road Pro cooking accessories, or your nearest major truck stop. They have a whole Road Pro set up right there in all, most of the major truck stops. I'm telling you, get this stuff if you're a camper, a trucker, a van lifer, an RVer, whatever it is, or just someone who likes to have cool stuff. You're gonna love it. Look up Road Pro. All right. I do love Road Pro though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that stuff's fantastic. It's so much fun when you're on the road, you're cooking, you just plug it into your jackery, I do. And the slow cooker, the roaster, the frying pan, the saucepan, the freaking, uh, the lunchbox, portable oven. And they got, like I said, they got little portable 12 volt fans. Everything's kind of 12 volt. Like I said, it's all for truckers and anything. But I don't wanna mix Road Pro and pornography together. I don't think they'd appreciate it very much, but it's kind of too late for that. Either way, when you're done jerking off on the road, I've not jerked off in this van. Have I? Maybe once or twice, actually. I completely forgot. It's been a while, though. It's too messy, man. I don't want to get stuff everywhere. I'm laying on my back. The ceiling is right here. Like, I don't want to hit the ceiling, and then i got to clean that and explain that to people. Like, what's this big stain on your ceiling? Yes, I shoot, man. I shoot and I score, okay? <sighs> Try not to jerk off in the van if I can't help it. If I do, i got to put, like, a... <laughs> I got a friend named Amber, and I told her that I had these baby socks, which I use to cover my dash cam because it's a really expensive dash cam. So I put a baby sock on it. Hopefully that'll 
thwart, you know, anybody who wants to steal it or break it or whatever. Um, but I told her I put those on my dick when I'm jerking off when I'm driving so I don't make a mess. And I was joking, but she totally bought it. So um, she always thought that was funny. She bought me a huge pack of baby socks last time I seen her. So that's our inside joke. I shouldn't have ruined it for her. I shouldn't have told her that it was actually for my dash cam, but too late now. Anyhow. The definition of pornography is very subjective. The history of pornography is nearly impossible to conceive. Imagery might be considered erotic or even religious in one society, may be condemned as pornographic in another society. Thus, European travelers to India in the 19th century were appalled by what they were considered pornographic representations of sexual contact and intercourse in the Hindu temples, such as those in, uh, you know, all over India. Postmodern, uh, I'm sorry, most modern observers would probably react differently, and uh, many contemporary Muslim societies likewise apply the label pornography to motion pictures and television shows that are unobjective. Basically, what I'm trying, I'm reading this. I can't stand reading things. I like to just shoot, but I, I want to make sure I cover all this stuff. What, what I'm trying to get at here, and I'm stumbling it all up, religion, again, fucking with porn. Hindus and the people in India, you know, just like in France, you know, they walk around with no tops on, on the beach. A few thousand miles away in Iran or, you know, one of these deep Muslim states, they would lose their shit and kill that woman. I think it's even a thing where Muslims have to be killed if they see another woman naked. And I get it. It's your religion. Do whatever you want to do. Don't make it affect me, though. And that goes with these wackadoo, freaking evangelical, radical fundamentalists that are here in this country. I don't care what your opinions about pornography are. I don't give a shit. If I want to watch porn, if I want to look at, if I want to have sex with five women, I'm going to fucking do it, and you're not going to tell me shit. Got it? So when the English went down to these Indian countries and they saw all the pornographic and naked people and all that stuff, you know, the Christians, oh, God, it's pornography. Which by today's standard, like, you know, five-year-olds would look at it and go, eh. But the Muslims are nuts, you know what I mean, when it comes to that stuff. They get violent and they have to kill people in the name of their God. And blah, blah, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. And that goes for any religion. If you're a fanatical, radical, fundamental, religious, freaking militant asshole, fuck you. Leave our porn alone. You've already lost that war. You're not going to get Pornhub shut down, okay? You're not going to shut down a freaking $120 billion industry because you don't feel right about it when you're the ones jerking off in the freaking back room, jerking off in your little church office. I know you are. You're the one, the Catholic church, which is known for raping small boys. And you're going to damn pornography? Why? Because it's not your pornography. It's not little boy pornography, you pieces of shit. Hypocrites. Loser-ass hypocrites. I agree people shouldn't be jerking off at Walmart. I agree people shouldn't be sexualizing children. I agree on that stuff. But when it comes to me and my dick looking at my phone, 
I'm going to look at all the tits, vaginas, asses, and whatever else I want to freaking look at. If you like watching donkeys fuck, watch some donkeys fuck. Who gives a shit as long as you're not making the donkey fuck me? I don't want to be fucked by a donkey. Sick of you people. The modern history of Western pornography begins with uh, the Enlightenment in the 18th century when printing technology had advanced enough to permit the uh, production of written and visual materials to appeal to audiences of all uh, types and sexual taste, the uh, small underground traffic is where it starts, of course. People are like, oh, I can print pictures? Well, I can take pictures? Uh, what if we... Uh, Donna, Donna, come here. Hold still. I'm going to fucking light this fire and do all this, whatever they, whatever they used to need to take pictures, and I'm going to take a picture of your tits, okay? No, 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 it's going to be okay. We're doing this for just to see if it'll develop. We don't know. Uh, God may, may stop it from happening. <laughs> oh, look at that. Five hours later in a dark room, they see tits on paper. And then, of course, they're going to try to market that shit. And then pornography has arrived. Yeah. A classic in that period was um, Fanny Hill, Memoirs of a Woman of Pleasure, 1748. And uh, it was when that was written by John Cleland. And at about this time, uh, erotic graphic art began to be widely produced in, in France, of course, in Paris, eventually coming to be known as the Anglophone, um, Anglophone world, which is basically like postcards, French postcards. Apart from the sexual element, pornography became a powerful uh, vehicle for social and political protest. It provided a vehicle for the exploration of daring ideas that were condemned by both church and state, including sexual freedom for women, of course, as well as men, in the practices of contraception and abortion. Okay, of course, that's going to pop in there. Much uh, pornography also focused on the misdeeds of the royals and the aristocrats, thereby, um, <laughs> of course... Contributing to the discrediting of the elites of Europe, perhaps the most important author of socially radical pornography was the Marquis de Sade, whose books, notice, uh, notably Justine in 1791, combined um, orgiastic, orgiastic scenes or orgies scenes with um, philosophical debates on the evils and of property and traditional. Social hierarchy. Pornography has long been condemned and legally... Here's the thing. Pornography is good for people who fight against it. Why? Because they need a bad guy. They need that thing that they can fight against and be righteous. They're not righteous if there's nothing that's unrighteous. They're not good if there's nothing that's evil. So the church gets right into that and go, oh, wait a minute. Pornography is uh, the devil's work. I'm a man of God. So even though I'm jerking off to it, I'm going to fight against it in public and, uh, you know, tell kids they'll go to hell if they touch their penis. Stupid shit. <sighs> Pornography became big business in the United States. Of course it is. Still is. In um, 
in a nation founded by Puritans. Uh, there has developed a huge and often shadowy industry devoted to the exploration of sex. Using the techniques of modern business, from mass production to mass dis distribution, uh, the pornography industry has uh, mixed a variety of books, magazines, movies, records, photographies, uh, uh, photographs, and uh, sexual devices. Yeah. Its customers are millions and millions of Americans every single week. Uh, there appears to be two main reasons for this exploration of erotica. The Supreme Court has, over the last decade, uh, deemed the pornography is legal. And it is. Of course it is. How could you... And here, I don't want to go back to nature too far in this. What are we born with? What are we born with? Look at this in a tri tribal in a, in a tribal manner. They walk around naked all the time. They don't even think about it. They don't... I, it's so dumb. I don't want to walk around with my dick out. I get that. Most people don't want to walk around with their freaking balls hanging out, their, their vagina hanging out, whatever. Um, I get that. But for it to be like something you can lose your freedom over, to get sent to jail... We're born like this. We're born naked. I'm going to put babies in jail because their dick's hanging out when they get born? No, you don't. I don't, I, it's, I don't understand how it became so taboo. It's, I, yeah, of course I do. It's fucking religious. It's those dipshits who needed a bad guy. They found a bad guy in a pair of tits. Ridiculous. Uh, the sexual revolution in America and around the world, really, uh, made people more tolerant. Uh, public opinion polls still say that more than three-quarters of the population uh, want stricter laws against pornography. But the pressure to suppress erotica has, warned, uh, has waned considerably in the era of the miniskirt and the co-ed college dormitories and all that good stuff. The annual volume of pornography... Uh, the business is, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's in that $120 billion thing, but um, it could be more. Of course, it could be less, but it could be more. It seems to grow every single year. Do we have to go out and buy VHS tapes and DVDs now? No. Do we have to buy Girls Gone Wild DVDs now? No. Do we, do, do we buy Playboy anymore? Does anybody still buy Hustler magazine or Penthouse or High you know, Confidential magazine or any of that stuff? No. Nobody buys that shit anymore unless they do, and that's weird. It's all right here. It's literally all right here fire this back up because I was getting a little worked up on this. I'm going to go to a different one. Oh, there's two girls in this one. I like, I like the porn with the two girls. Like, more than one girl. I, I, I love three ways. Oh, we're doing this again? I want to know what a dad dick looks like. Are Jesus they bigger? Christ. Okay. A couple of hot girls. There's a guy. Apparently that's their stepdad. I can look at this right now! In the school parking lot! You can't stop me. It's legal, okay? That's just how it is, man. It's, it's a miracle of science and technology, and all of that technology, I can jerk off right now if I wanted to because of this phone. So I don't know how they make money. I guess with the inclusion of, like, OnlyFans, like, my friend Nita, 
is an OnlyFans model. She's made millions on OnlyFans. Millions, people. And nita-marie.com. Go check her stuff out. She's just a normal person. She's a very good friend. I knew her before she did all this stuff. And I love her to death. I still do film work for her and, you know, editing and things like that. But she's just a regular person on OnlyFans with her tits hanging out, you know, playing the Mama Nita character. And she's making, she's made millions. People have spent millions on her tits. It's, it's a wonderful world, people. It's a really wonderful world. Oh, goodness. It's something I'm going to fast forward here a little bit. Uh, in my notes here, it's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of, you know, fighting the church. I think I've covered all that stuff. But I really want to get into the different types of porn. There's a lot of different types of porn. Of course, there's straight porn, man and woman. There's gay porn. There's lesbian porn. There's group sex porn. There's stepmom porn, stepdad porn, MILF porn. There's cream pies and facials, big ass, uh, lesbian scissoring, um, <laughs> what are the categories? Okay, let me let me look into the search engine here on Pornhub. Mia Khalifa Anal. Okay, I guess. I, oh, she's that Arabic one. I think I've seen something on her on the news. Um, this is just a bunch of names. I thought it would have categories. Phone sex porn. Chatterbait's another one. I like Chatterbait. Watch people having sex all around the world, like in real time. Um, Swap Mom says, why don't you make yourself useful and lick my pussy? Okay. Your cock is free use. I do what I want. Okay. This is all like from some swap thing. I don't know what that is. I, I don't know how to... Anyway, there's a thousand different things. There's babysitter porn. There's massage porn. There's real estate porn. There's all kinds of different porn out there. Everyone has their kink. Everyone has their foot fetish porn. There's everything you can think of out there. And good. I'm happy. But why? Why do we watch porn? Why? Why do you watch porn? You tell me. Go to the Facebook page. Tell me why you watch porn. I just like to jerk off, but there's a lot of reasons you watch porn. Porn feels good. Humans are biologically wired for visual stimulation. That means when we see sex, we're sexually stimulated. In fact, the mirror uh, neurons in our brain, neurons in our brain, um, when we watch a sexual act, they ex experience the same sensations as a person having sex, and that feels good. Research that shit. Let's be honest. It's, it feels good to watch porn, okay? Seems obvious, but many people assume that's it. Case closed. No, no, I mean, porn feels good, of course, but the evidence shows that, the, you know, the, the, it triggers things in your brain that just feel freaking good, man. Okay? And porn seems harmless. In The Porn Trap, which is a book, therapist Wendy and uh, Larry Maltz, I guess, say that, most people become involved with pornography because it seems simple and harmless. Okay, cool. I don't know if that means they're like part of porn. What safer way to explore sexual pleasure than through porn? I think porn honestly reduces the amount of sexual violence and unsafe sex. 
you can't really ever put that kind of data on paper, though. It'll never make sense. But, I mean, I learned how to have sex watching porn. Seriously. I'm like, okay, look at that. I want to do that. And then you do it. I'm very good at going down on somebody, I've been told. So, where do you think I learned that from? Porn. And just, you know, trial and error, <laughs> of course. Oh, man. Um, what about people out there that can't get laid? They can't find a relationship. They can't find their soulmate. I love looking at naked bodies. I really do. I love having a naked body with me. But when you can't have one with you, I still like seeing them. A beautiful naked body that I'm attracted to. Where else are you going to find it? You're not. Unless you rape somebody and that's terrible. Porn. Right on my phone. Porn right there. It's a great way to cope with boredom. It's a great way to cope with anxiety. It's a great way to cope with depression. Now, it's a little addictive to some of you out there with the, you know, boxes and boxes of porn DVDs and, and stacks of magazines and it's on your TV 24-7 and you're running out of skin on your dick because you're jerking it so much. That's a little excessive. When I was a kid, and I'm not talking to the kids, the kids jerk off, dude, jerk off every five minutes. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm talking about the 40, 50-year-old dudes that, you know, never left their house and they can barely find their dick, is, but they still manage to do it and they jerk it off way too much. Yeah, you got you to gotta watch out for that, okay? <laughs> watch out for those people. Don't shake their hands. Um, there's a lot of pros and cons to the pornog pornography industry. It just keeps growing and growing and growing like my wiener has since I started playing this porn but, you know, educate your kids on the... Tell, talk to them about porn. Seriously. If, you're, if you know somebody who's addicted to porn, help them. I mean, there's reasons, you know... Help them stop watching porn. These reasons uh, for watching porn can make people seem hopeless. If someone you love is trapped by porn, as they say right here, it may seem like nothing will change their desire for it, but, you know, don't lose heart. Um, there's... There's always Jesus. <laughs> Where did I get this from? A covenant's eyes. We talk about, oh, wait a minute. I was making fun of these people, and I got it mixed in with my good things about porn. Oh, man, I'm all messed up today. Ah, oh, geez. Okay, I found this whole thing where what religious people think about porn and there's all these like different sites and everything. Um, let's read this. Educate on the dangers of porn. Let's face it. A growing percentage of the population sees no problem looking at porn. But at Covenant's Eyes, we've spent a lot of time creating free resources to help raise awareness about the problems of porn. Here are just a few ways that you can... Here's just a few that you can share. There's a book called The Brain on Porn. This ebook. Uh, looks at five ways porn warps your brain, as well as the Bible's teaching on how to break free. <laughs> porn stats. This compilation of carefully researched uh, statistics identifies the dangers of porn and its impact it's having on our culture. Okay. The benefits of quitting porn. This blog post is a helpful summary of the benefits of quitting porn. Of course, that's what it's called. The sin of pornography enslaves you. 
Pornography, this is what the religious people think. Pornography is a sinful corruption of God's good gift. It takes sex, which God intended to enrich marriages and makes it selfish, demeaning, and enslaving. It is not a consequentless vice, consequenceless, that's not a word, vice that lets you do as you please. It hurts you and hurts your relationships. It destroys intimacy and devalues human life. If you find pornography to be a comfort or a retreat, there is no better time to ponder the seriousness of these verses. Oh, there's Bible verses. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery in her heart. In her heart? Oh, with her in her heart. Okay, Matthew 5.28. Okay, fuck you, Matthew. Um... They promise freedom. Why am I doing a William Wallace, Mel Gibson voice? They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. They love the word enslaved. That was Peter 2.19. I'll show you my Peter 2.19. Christ understands your temptation and helps you. Jesus is not waiting for you to clean yourself up before he, before he helps you. Jesus was tempted as you were. Jesus was jerking off, okay? Yet, he did not sin. Bullshit! If there was a Jesus, again, I doubt it, but he was jerking off. He understands the difficulties that you experience and wants you to learn with him. He is right there with you. <laughs> He's right there with me when I'm jerking off. Jeez, well, can you give me a hand? <laughs> Okay, I can't read this stuff. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth, and there's a lot of it. Uh, positives about jerking the gherkin. Positives, yes, there's a lot of positives besides just, you know, putting up some drywall and spackling your own chest. It can help lower your risk of prostate cancer, people. I just had a prostate cancer test, and I am solid gold, baby, because I jerk off constantly. 2004 study found that prostate owners, prostate owners, <laughs> guys who ejaculate more than 21 times a month reduced their risk of prostate cancer by roughly 33%. Okay? Okay. That's enough said right there, man. Um, if you jerk off 8 to 12 times a month, you can reduce it by 10%. Hey, 10% is good, man. That's probably where I'm at right now. Um, it's been a while since I jerked off, though, so I need to take care of that. Uh, it makes you harder. As you age, you naturally lose muscle tone. Yep, even down there, penis havers. <laughs> it says penis havers. Regular sex or masturbation works out your pelvic floor muscles to prevent uh, erectile dysfunction. So, dude, come on. Jerk your fucking dicks, dude. It's healthy. It helps you last longer during sex. I had a time in my life, in my 20s, where I could not last, I was a four-pump chump, man. Dent, 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 done. And it was really embarrassing. I was with this girl. She was beautiful. I was with her, and I could not hold that shit. Nowadays, in my late 40s, I can go all freaking weak. It's really bad, but apparently jerking off can uh, help you last longer during sex. Sometimes um, you don't last long in bed because you haven't had enough practice, either with a partner or solo. If that's you, regularly taking yourself to Pleasure Town may extend your uh, sessions when you're actually having sex. So there's good. It boosts immunity. 
ejaculating increased levels of hormone cortisol, according to Dr. Jennifer Landa, who's just looking at sperm all day and just jerking off dudes left and right. She's a specialist in hormone therapy. Um, she usually gets a bad rap for havoc wrecking stress hormone. What? Oh, cortisol. <laughs> I thought the doctor was. Cortisol usually gets a bad rap for a wrecking, for a havoc wrecking stress hormone. I'm sorry, I'm reading shit. My eyes are blurry. I just drove seven hours, so please forgive me. I've been screwing up this whole episode, but it actually uh, it helps your immune system. It puts you in a better mood. Uh, it can help you fall asleep at night. There are many ways you can, you know, improve the quality of sleep. Jerking off is one of them. Okay? Yeah, have a turkey and cheese sandwich and then jerk off a glass of wine and then you're going to go right to bed. Okay? Simple as that. Don't You don't need that, what is that shit? The uh, stuff that puts you to sleep that they put in everything. What? Goddamn, what is it called? Bio, uh, ah, I forgot. You know what I'm talking about. It starts with a shit. What's that? Okay, it's going to drive me crazy. What chemical helps you sleep? Okay, I found this on the web for what chemical helps you sleep. Oh, don't, don't Check show me a bunch of shit. I just want to see what this one thing is called. Anyway, I'll figure it out later. Um, what vitamin helps you sleep? <laughs> Here's an answer from Healthline.com. Magnesium, that's not it. Help you get to sleep but it plays a part in helping you achieve deep and restful sleep as well. Okay, magnesium does, and so does freaking jerking off. I'm going to go crazy if I don't figure out what this is called. Ah, oh, main ingredients in sleeping pills. Okay, I found this on the web for main ingredients Don't in say something pills. stupid. Just Check tell me it what it's called. I got to get past this, man, and it's going to drive me effing nuts. I used to take it until I realized your body creates it, and if you take this stuff, it um, your body stops creating it, and then you're screwed. I'm getting mad as shit. I am getting pissed off at myself that I forgot what... Melatonin! Son of a bitch! Melatonin! Just came into my freaking mouth. Okay, anyway. Oh, sorry about that. I really am sorry about that. <laughs> I just lost my mind there for a minute. Okay. It helps you improve your skin. It can help in extend your lifespan. According to a Welsh study of a 1,000 men who were jerking off over the course of 20 years, uh, those who had two or more orgasms per week died at half the rate that those who had less than that uh, per orgasm per month. Damn, I'm going to jerk off right now. There are so many good reasons to jerk off. It feels good. It's healthy. It extends your life. It improves heart health. Oh, my God. It improves your skin. What, are people drinking it? Don't do that. Oh, my God. I'm getting messages now. My mom's texting me. I guess everyone's leaving. So I'm going to try to wrap this up right now. Anyways, all I'm going to tell you right now, you got to jerk off, okay? Can you please do that? Men, women, jerk off. Bring yourself to orgasm every single day if you can. It's good for you. It's happy. And porn is wonderful. Porn is the catalyst for it. Even if it's memories in the back of your head, porn, porn, porn. I have videos of me and old girlfriends that I still keep to this day, not because I like watching myself, but because I like watching them. It brings back a memory. It's my own personal porn. I love porn. You love porn. We all love porn. The Pope loves porn. 
Jesus loves porn. The preachers love porn. The hypocrites love porn. Everybody loves porn. And I'm going to wrap this up with a sexy-ass go-home song that I do every single week. Thank you for listening. I do have to wrap this up. i got to get down the street. My mama needs me, people. And my mom's more important than pornography to me, more important than anybody else. And I love her, and i got to go. And now it's really weird because I went from talking about jerking off to talking about my mom who just texted me and said, can you come home right now? And um, it's not an emergency at all, but I got to get there. So I'm going to cut you 15 minutes short. Go live your life. Actually, no, 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 no. I want you to go live your life, but I want you to spend those 15 minutes jerking off. Have a good time doing it. I'm Brandon Bishop. This is everything on this small blue dot. Next week, you're going to pick the topic, and I can't wait to see what you pick. Go to the Facebook page, everything on this small blue dot Facebook page. Tell me what you want to play. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you want me to research, and we're going to do it. See you next week. All right, I wrote this song because I wanted you to feel the way that I felt at the end of The Incredible Hawk back in the 80s. That sad music as he walked down the road by himself. I think I cried every single time, every single episode as it ended. And I never forgot that. And I don't want you to forget me. I want you to want me. I want you to miss me as I walk down that long, lonely road. I want you to subscribe to this podcast. I want you to go to Asai TV on Roku, on AsaiTV.com, spelled A-S-Y-T-V.com. Subscribe, it's only five bucks a month. That's my life work. Wow. I want you to go to the Asai TV YouTube page. Subscribe to that. Watch every episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. There's so much that I want from you. I want for us to share. But I'll have to settle for this song for now. And here it goes. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next Saturday.